morning and welcome to today's meditation. Take a moment to just find a comfortable seat wherever you are. And we will begin as usual with three rounds of breath. And then we will be tapping into the concept of form following function. So how, how we build form, where do we find form, and then the relationship to function. This is number five in the series of Harmony, which we will be tapping into this winter. So we begin. So find a comfortable seat, soften the shoulders, begin to relax the eyes, Notice the placement of the hands and begin to invite oxygen into the body through the nose, softening the jawline, relaxing the collarbone, and beginning to fill the space inside by moving really, really slow allowing the oxygen to travel through you. And expand wherever it has permission to. And softly exhale. We're going to inhale again. This time Relaxing some of the muscles that might be tensing up as you reconnect with your body in this space. And again, inviting the oxygen in, filling the space within, but rather than flexing to expand the muscles or engaging I want you to try to allow the oxygen to do the work. So at like a balloon, the skin just stretches as it fills. So begin to fill that space, pause if you find that you cap out early. So sometimes it's the mind or there's a little bit of tension being built within the nervous system that doesn't allow you to expand completely. So how we gain that ability is by just leaning into ourselves. So leaning back and just when you get to that point where your mind or your body tell you that you you're full, but you doubt that that is a, that you doubt that, or you're saying, maybe I do have more room. All you need to do is pause here and then inhale some more. 
So without exhaling, pause, allow that, that thought to pass, allow that wave of tension to pass, soften back into yourself and then inhale again. And what you'll notice is, is you have a lot more room than you thought you have. And then again, exhale as you're ready, when you're ready. I'm gonna do one more round here. Inhaling through the nose. Notice the center of the eyebrows, like right above your nose. So just discovering center. Filling, expanding. It's almost like opening wings up, the visual of having these really, really large wings. What could happen sometimes is you kind of got to shake it up, shake it out for all the feathers to align. It's not that they're not there. It's just that everything has to align. And then we have to notice the width of those wings so just notice the width of your emotional wings. When you inhale, you have permission to take up as, as much room as you need. So just notice the ripple effect. Notice emotionally how much room you need. And if this was rippling into the room, or you're opening these wings really wide into the space you're in now. Just notice how much space you need. And give yourself that space. But sometimes by mapping it out, you're able to really understand so that when you move through your day, you can be aware of that and not improvise, but take that room that you need with the reminder that you're never taking it for somebody from somebody else. Exhaling here. Amazing. adjust accordingly. Feel free to grab uh, something if you need it. If you need a blanket, an extra pillow. A drink, water, whatever that is that you might need here. Amazing. All right. So we get to tap into this next portion of the Harmony series, which I'm, we're gonna be tapping into the concept of form and function. Now, I talk about this in Interior Designer, um, the book that I wrote um, in one of the chapters, so the chapter on form. So in Interior Design, so just to give us an understanding of 
form and function so that we have the ability we have the ability to um, understand when we understand something physically it gives us a it gives us this kind of roadmap or an understanding possibly of how things are working emotionally spiritually um, intentionally like all these it's almost like a guide right and that's where we use like in 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 Jewish culture we'll use a lot of mashalim because by creating story around something we're using it to help us with the dimension um, and the depth of the understanding so form is number three in interior in the elements of interior design so you have space space is defined by the architect right so we don't determine our space the architect determines this the dimensions of our space what we decide to do with the space is up to us relating back to a spiritual level of Hashem as the architect determines the space. What that means, what we're given, what we're gifted, what our um, gifts are, what our shortcomings are, is all the furniture. So it's what we do with the space, right? So it's, it's not building a bigger space, but it's accepting the dimensions of the space. What we do with that space is up to us. So how we decide to arrange the furniture. So if we decide to use the furniture as roadblocks or um, create an uncomfortable environment with that, then that can happen. If we create a welcoming environment, that is possible too. You can do a lot with very little and a lot with a lot and very little with a lot. So it's really understanding that then the rest of it is education and inquiry. So that's um, space. Then you have lines, which is horizontal, vertical, and dynamic. So you have, you have the different thing, different ways things go, right? Um, depending on what is going on. So certain, certain lines, you can create this sense of, of parallel. Um, you can build, you know, the room, the, the lines in itself will help align the room. But then you also have the dynamic lines, which is creates conflict, which is created in patterns. Um, but what that does is it really unites the room and it's where the conversation begins. And for a lot of us, we do attract a lot of complexity, which is a natural part of life and understanding that it's a natural part of interior design. I always say conflict is where the conversation begins, right? So that dynamic component for some of us, we enter that space with negativity thinking, oh, I don't want to deal with this kind of we, we conflict. But in truth, 
it's just part, it's woven into the fabric. And it's, it's a, an important part of interior design. Now, the next part is form. Form is what is like the shapes that are created out of the lines, right? So you have to have the lines and it, as, if they were like, um, I'd almost compare them to like magnet tiles, right? Because you have the magnetic pieces at the corners, um, you can begin to create the shapes. So what we're going to tap into is the purpose of form and the per and, and its function, right? So what functionality has to do with it? So yesterday we talked about quality and quantity and the concept that quality is infinite. Quantity is limited. When we are dealing with a lot, right? When we have so much going on, it's limited in the sense that that it needs a lot of maintenance. And in life, it's like grabbing a um, handful of sand. We're not always able to hold all of it, right? You can only hold what your hands can grab. But when we talk about quality, quality is refining like from the Mido's perspective of building character, right? But the Mida is the measurement, is the measuring tape. Um, when we talk about containers, right? Containment earlier in the series, everything has to have the right shape, the right size to understand what fits and how things fit. Because if we don't have that understanding, we're constantly trying to stuff things into spaces that it doesn't fit into. So moving into form and function, there are levels and dimensions to form and, and function in itself. So you could think about like oxygen, oxygen and water are the two that are the easiest to focus on from a basic level. The purpose of oxygen is to help the body function, right? It keeps the body alive. It keeps the soul in the body, right? Because without the consistency of breathing, the, the spirit, the soul would have challenges containing itself in the body. So there's the sense of the container itself, which is the form. And then you have oxygen that is formless that enters the body. It's almost like these pockets, right? So you have the container, it contains the oxygen, releases, and then contains some more as we inhale and exhale. But the thing is, is that there are dimensions. So that's just the first layer. What happens is, is we physically see the body 
and we can kind of watch a heart beat through watching somebody's, you know, watching somebody's diaphragm or looking for a pulse. The same works with water. Water will fill the container that is available, right? So the functionality of the glass becomes function, right? Has a purpose only when it is full. So if it's not full or, I mean, it's not being used, it doesn't have a function. So the purpose in itself, purpose is when something is active, when there's an active component. But what that's doing is, is channeling many layers. So if you think about water, for example, we think about rain, think about just the conversation in itself. There are many layers where you have water in the form of water, rivers in a glass, whatever it is. Then you have the sense of the evaporation, right? The relationship with the clouds, the relationship with the sun, right? Just noticing. And then the relationship with the rain, right? So there's there's this consistency that it's just not, oh, I need water. It's water has layers where you have it feeding crops, which ends up feeding us, which is a cycle, which most of the cycle is invisible to us. The reason I bring this up is because when we tap into emotional awareness, when we tap into the positive energy or negative energy, I say every thought is a prayer. Every thought has this multidimensional experience. Every emotion ripples and has the same power to create or destroy as water would or oxygen. You need the H2O. You need the actual components that make water and air breathable or drinkable. People struggle nowadays a lot of times with getting nutrients in water itself, where people will say to me, I'm drinking so much water, um, but I still feel dehydrated. How's that possible? And what I communicate to them is that it depends on what type of water you're drinking and if your body's in the space where you're able to absorb minerals or there are minerals, there's mineral content in the water. So gravitating towards the emotional space, when we understand that there are layers, there are layers to the experience that the more we take on, right? So the quantity, 
of something is going to have to be maintained, right? Things need containers. And we live in a very highly consuming world. My meditation teacher shared with me that it's like if you think about like an Instagram feed, you could be scrolling and you can be looking at all sorts of things. An apple, a banana, a carrot, just going through it. What ends up happening is every single one of those images have to digest. Now, in your mind, if you're going really, really fast, your mind captures those moments and then later on, like people will say to me, I'm having trouble sleeping, falling asleep. And I'd say to them, well, how, how much did you consume today? You know, like we have to think about how much we're consuming. And on days that there's a lot of stress, it's about acclimating to noticing if there's like, how much more are you taking on or are you taking the time to really give yourself that availability to rest. So it's really understanding that there is a, there, there's a, a lot of levels. There are quite a few levels to the functionality for, and, and relationship with form. And there is the physical but there's also where things have to be stored, right? So that's where if we think about the water, um, we have rain. Rain is stored in the clouds until it's ready to come down again. Sometimes it's in the form of it, it's evaporated in the sense that we're not able to feel it or touch it. Um and when we think about an emotional experience, we can have the similar thing where we experience something and we aren't able to, it kind of evaporates within the day where we're not sure where it went. We kind of noticed it and then we just continue. But it gets stored in the body. This is this is where this factor is key to healing, is knowing that those things get stored in the body. Sometimes it takes years of discovery to tap back into it and find out where it's hiding or where it's being stored. And sometimes if we're able to do this on a daily basis, connect with ourselves and connect with nature and create a practice where we are clearing the space, we're able to actually discover where that is and clear the space. So just being aware that there is that kind of dimension there. So. 
as you move through your day today, I want you to notice how quickly you move through things. And this is how fast you're moving if it comes to your job or through your chores or in a conversation. But then how fast are you also moving on an emotional level? How quickly are you moving past something or bypassing something? So thanks again for joining me in this experience. I'll open it up now if anyone has any questions. Or if there's anything that anyone wanted me to clarify. Okay, beautiful. All right, so I will let you guys go. Have a beautiful day and um, I will see you on Friday. Good morning. <laughs> All right.